I cracked my tits without even touching them. Did you actually? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> did I hear it? I did, but I just assumed you were doing it the normal way. No touch. <laughs> they become sentient. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cracking tits. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> We're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing Real Hot Girl Ship. I'm Claire. And I'm Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Oh my God, she did it. Shake those titties. Hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and you know what we're about. But let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girl in 2023, Connor Finn? Because we are taking it back from the patriarchy. Claire, back as an all-gender term. Um, could you describe your perfect day? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I'd have to say April 25th. It's not too warm, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Woo! <laughs> Hi, Rides. Hi, Rides. It oh was April 25th yesterday, but we couldn't resist <laughs> Cheryl Burns forever. I absolutely adore that film. Do you want to hear a really cute fact about why they picked April 25th as the perfect date? Go on. This was confirmed by William Shatner on oh, Twitter, who okay. is the host of the Miss America pageant in Miss Congeniality, uh-huh. if you didn't know. It was the birthday of the wife of the director and that was a cute little easter what? egg to memorialise her birthday for all time oh my god isn't that so cute sorry I love that the director went like I'm gonna make this like a deadly funny quote but I'm also just gonna make everybody like unknowingly remember your birthday maybe oh. that's so he can't forget her birthday that's real love baby honey I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman actually but like you know go ahead and straight wash <laughs> one of the campus films of all time why don't you <laughs> <laughs> So here we are for the first rendition of Claire and Connors. This is definitely not a cult film club. <laughs> so we want to talk about, because obviously we've been very excited that it was mm-hmm. coming up to April 25th. And yes. we got to talking about some of the films that we basically based our entire personalities around. Isn't that right, Connor? <laughs> yeah, we basically realised that much of our lexicon as made up of queer terms stuff like this is also hugely based around just a number of films that we quote on the daily to the point of we might as well actually make a full podcast episode about it yeah 100% and also because this is a age gap friendship I would love to point out some of your we have a lot of crossover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then there's also literally I haven't seen one of your favourite films and you haven't seen one of my favourite films Yeah. so we were like do you know what Let's bring it to the hot girls and let's explain why we love our favourite films so much and do some recommendations. And also, it's just an excuse to like quote from our favourite movies, don't you think? (laughs) Hey, that's what the film club's all about. Hot or not. So, Connor Finn, Uh what was hot or not for you this week? Claire, I'm so glad you asked. Well, what was hot for me this week were a number of things. The sun is out. I'm sweating my balls off. And you know what? We're booking holidays. Woo! Yeah, but at least your balls are getting ventilated because what did you oh, do at lunch today? Sake. What did you do at lunch today? I didn't do a thing. I didn't do a single thing. I didn't touch anything. I wasn't even in anywhere positions. My legs were by my sides, not behind my ears. And you know what? It's There's obviously no reason for it. But yes, I once again ripped my fucking jeans. Yeah, not quite a thigh to crack. Like the mouse is still in the house, but there is like... <laughs> There's there's some stitching that needs to be done. Honestly, the being well, okay, well we know what my knot of the week is. Honestly, Have but to buy new jeans. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> but my hots have been very hot this week. 
We have been enjoying the absolute serotonin sunbeams that have been just general April weather coming into play. Um, and with that, I've been booking my holidays, booked for France in a couple of weeks. Woo! Um, and then everything else, I suppose. I mean, me and you got to go see the fabulous Sam Smith oh my God, in concert. A what a show. What a city. <laughs> yeah. What a day. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been kind of like very much like a lot of like summary. Like it's, it's given me the vibes of, look, great gigs, great weather, great tour of the crotch. It's giving summer, really. Yeah, it's giving summer is just around the corner. We can almost taste it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's been stunning. I know. What about you, Claire? What's been hot for you this week? Ooh, well, hot for me this week. Again, similar kind of thing. There's just like a lot of stuff going on. It's starting to get busy, busy, busy for the summer. Um, I was down in Cork for a few days, which is always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I was hosting an event for Jemison Black Barrel. Um, got to sit on a stage with Orla Gartland and talk about how much we love Joni Mitchell. Oh, gorgeous. Um, which was absolutely stunning. And um, what else then? Uh, Belfast coming up. I'm going to be going to see Panda Bear, going on a little road trip with my girlos. So very excited for that. Oh um, what else was hot? Oh, the Mother Block Party lineup is announced. Ew. Yours truly is on it. I'm so excited to play. We're already planning the stage entrance and the outfit. Are we not, Connor? Oh my God, um, it's going to be amazing. But two of, like, I couldn't have asked for a better lineup. Two of my absolute favorites Self Esteem mm-hmm. and Purple Disco Machine headlining the Mother Block Party. My name. <laughs> It's on the same lineup poster as Rebecca Lucy Taylor. Like, I'm just so happy. Like, I'm probably, they're going to have to put a fainting couch backstage, honestly, because if I see her coming at me, I'm just going to, like, collapse. Well, at least literally. you'll have a little crowd of gays there to, like, carry you. And, oh God, you know, yeah, honestly. you'll just be surfed around. Doesn't matter where you collapse, it'll look fabulous, anyways. Yeah. yeah. And everybody just go, Select Queen. You'll be unconscious on the ground, bleeding out. Wow. Go, big sister. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, it's that time of year, somewhere in the corner, flying all over the place. Um, and festival season announcements coming in, mm. um, nice bookings. Um, we're going to definitely book our flights tonight. <laughs> we picked our flights for going to Porto, but Fucking we haven't idiots, booked like. them yet. Look, it's just, <laughs> these things take time. Um, so they were all my hots of the week anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my nod of the week, um, in the interest of always telling the truth to the hot girls, my anxiety is pretty bad mm. this week. However... I feel like I know that it's, there's a reason for it. I've got like personal stuff going on that's quite stressful. Mm-hmm. And it's just, of course, like that's going to cause you to have like just a cute little panic attack locked <laughs> in the work bathroom. Um, But yeah, no, I'm fine. If it was coming out of nowhere, I would be worried. But because I know that there's literally a reason for it, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. And it's a temporary reason that's going to be hopefully sorted soon. So yeah, yeah it's all Luke. good. And you're... you can just buy new jeans. So really, we're not having that bad of a week, are we? No, not really. Look, and you can always Diva the Boots house down, Mama. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Diva, can I call you Diva? Diva. <laughs> That's a we throw back to our last week episode, which was very, very well received. Oh my God, I think audience. we need to do more of them. I think we need to do, a, a, I initially had said a part two, but we might need to do a series. If you missed last week's episode, it was the Real Hot Girl Guide to uh, Queer, queer Slang. slang. Mm-hmm. And lots of people not knowing lots of different terms. So yeah, we're, we're doing the Lord's work educating and uh, Marty Guilfoyle, fair play to him. Uh, we kind of threw some terminology at him in a reel and um, yeah, oh. he's just getting... What a Real Hot Girl pass around party bottom. Oh. <laughs> he's honestly 
very real hot girl marty we love you and thank you for being such a good sport this is definitely not a cult well in the theme of educating the hot girls out there because we're all hot girls in training claire mm-hmm. we thought of course we want to share our most prominent quotes for movies that basically inspire our everyday lives and things that we can't stop getting out of our mouths <laughs> um, <laughs> i have a theory on why there are certain films that are just enduring Mm -hmm. that people love to quote from so I think back in the 90s we have to remember we didn't have the internet to sound so old but we didn't have access to like everything everywhere all All at at once once. (laughs) Um, so you kind of had what was in the cinema that you could go and see and then you might have your video tapes or your DVD as it later became but it was limited you know Mm -hmm. kind of way with them Music, it was similar. If you bought an album, you paid 20 quid for it, you were going to listen to it and Mm -hmm. you were going to know every lyric inside out. So I think that that's what it was. So if there was a film that you really loved, like, for example, Clueless would have been a big one for myself and my pals that... Mm -hmm. You're obsessed with it, like, because we just, first of all, like, how glamorous and how foreign and how otherworldly were Cher and Dion and their privileged lives and just the complete opposite Mm -hmm. of us being like these little chiselers in Dublin, (laughs) you know? Um, And so I think because of that, we got so obsessed. But then just the, it's a very funny, very quotable film. Oh, like, just stunning and I think one of those ones that ages like a fine wine yeah like so Still many holds up. so many films as well that like we were kind of like tracking through and we were like quoting on a daily I think we just kind of locked in being like these hold up till today and there's like a reason that we're all bloody just like cannot get them out of our lexicon essentially from yeah. everyday life oh totally like there's so many like think of all of the one-liners like I, I don't even want to start getting into the clueless one-liners because I'll end up just giving you the entire Fire movie script, script. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's that so I think it was the lack of things that were available that when you had something that you really hooked into that was it it just became such a part of your personality but then I also think if you actually to get a little bit deeper into it, if you actually think of what one of the um, not like that one of the um, main storylines in Clueless is about Christian. Mm-hmm. If you remember Christian, who Cher tries to get her little claws into, she invites him over the house for a date, and he's just not into it. And afterwards, she's like, "I don't understand what happened. Did I stumble onto some bad lighting? Did my hair get flat?" But Christian is a gay man. Mm-hmm. I think that was a little crumb of representation that the baby gays watching didn't even realise that they had, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of way. So I think out in the wild when you met someone else, whether it was like through school friends or whatever, that also was obsessed with that film. I think on some level you were like, oh, I think we're on the same team as such, you know, that kind of way. So Yeah, I used to just be obsessed with George and Jungle because uh, Brendan Fraser was a hunk in it. Yeah, and he had his shirt off the entire time. Yeah, exactly. But you see, there you go. That's representation for you and you didn't even notice. <laughs> no, but honestly, like there's be reasons for it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Muriel's Wedding. I, and I know you were saying that you haven't seen this film and I mm-hmm. said, oh my God, we have to have a movie night. Uh, but Muriel's Wedding, like she's an outsider. She doesn't fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people can relate to that, whether it's because you're queer or whether it's because, you know, you don't don't click with the people around you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, she's such an enduring character. And that line about um, now my life is as good as an ABBA song. Like, but if you know, you know, if you're listening, if you've never watched Muriel Wedding, like, please just go and watch it as one of the most beautiful films ever made. Well, Claire, maybe it's time that we take a step back and we list off some of our top most quotable Movie quotes. Is that a thing? I don't know. Look, it is now because you said it. You said it and now it's law. Um, I think what we should do is I think we should go through the ones that we both picked. Okay. 
and then we can do the kind of you can do the like your recommendations and I can do my ones. Interesting, interesting. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, so one that we absolutely agreed on, and I don't think this is going to be any surprise to anybody, is Mean Girls. Mean Girls. I mean, come on. <laughs> I just, I love... I, she doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. It's not her fault <laughs> that she has a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. I know, honestly. I think Mean Girls was one that one that goddamn Tina Fey, you absolutely stunner of a scriptwriter, like producer. Like, did she direct as well? I can't remember who everything went into it, but like... When I say there is not a gay person in the bar or straight man at a football match that won't know if I turn around somebody be like, my boobs can tell when it's raining, that they will not get exactly <laughs> yeah, what I, I fucking know. mean. Like I know. Like, there's so many different lines. Like, oh, you girls, you keep me young. <laughs> 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 it's one of it's just it's one of those films like I can't I can't remember the first time I watched it because I've watched it so many times but I just I felt like it instantly was just like this is part of my world now mm-hmm. and you know there was an event that used to run in Dublin in the Sugar Club called Mean Screen mm-hmm. that was literally we would have it on Wednesdays so we could wear pink <laughs> and we'd show the film and then afterwards uh, myself and Mimi who ran it with DJ but it was a 2004 and below playlist mm. because we wanted to be looked back in that thing but it was such a lovely thing just like groups of gals getting together I told you one of my childhood friends tapped me on the shoulder mm. at it I hadn't seen her in 10 years and then we reconnected and became friends again mm. over that film and yeah I think it's just so special It reminds me a lot of like my sister coming over like having loads of friends over and as you said like whenever somebody got like a new DVD or stuff like that it'd be like oh we'll have like a little like movie party or like you'll watch it once and then you'll be like oh my god we have to come over I have said film I remember my sister always having like the, the girlies bite and then it kind of be like the the split of the room so we'd kind of have a back room with maybe an old shitty TV like you know a proper like dumpster in like the corner that like maybe the brothers play, putting on like Spider-Man or playing some like PlayStation then the girls would be having like Princess Diaries, Mean Girls, something like that on. And they also had the nicest snacks. I remember just coming in there and being like a little like lap dog. Like, a, like, <laughs> and like being like, a, oh no, I'm not allowed to enjoy this. But like absolutely pissing at yeah. every single scene. Like Again, and if you think of the themes in that film. So we have the queer kid. We mm-hmm. have the outsider. We have like everyone can relate to that. Like, you know, the difference. Damn the Africa. Hi- the higher <laughs> the hierarchy of the different school tables, like mm. all that kind of stuff, like also relatable, but just goddamn hilarious. Like you said, the script line, but also there's some really beautiful moments in it as well. Literally beautiful when Damien is singing, don't you bring me down today. <laughs> mean Girls is a fishy, now part of Claire and Connors. This is definitely not a cult film club. <laughs> I love that name. I think we should start it. This is definitely not a cult film club. Oh my God, get the t-shirt so made. Honestly, it would be so great. Um, mean Girls, maybe would be the first film we saw Maybe, I don't know. Um, are you, what about, how do you, how do you feel about Clueless? Clueless was pass you by a little bit kind of so it was in that teetering time over where it would have been on the TV a whole lot kind of growing up but in similar kinds shares where a lot of things went over my head I didn't get all the jokes but I kind of got in the same sphere as like you know Legally Blonde stuff like that they were all within the same like oh my god this is gonna just be a silly fun campy time but Clueless I didn't get for a long while you didn't see it in the cinema at an age no. that you could understand what about Legally Blonde would that be one that we would both pick yes I think 100%. definitely oh my is god is that because you're comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life I object <laughs> <laughs> but 
again, it's just that like obviously it's campy, it's hilarious. Oh, the bend and snap works oh, every time. God, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a story that it's relatable. Again, she's an outsider, she doesn't fit in, and you see her character like grow and blossom and just wear some great outfits on the way. Oh and at the queen of our world, the light of our life is also in it. Oh, and she wants a hot dog real bad. Oh, yeah. And taking the dogs. <laughs> taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> we love you, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, so good. Honestly, Elle was, went in there. She said, um, if I'm not getting the engagement ring, I'm going to law school and I'm going to show him exactly why. And then it turned out that she's way better than him. Anyways, and uh, went on to do a second movie. Um. The second movie was pretty great. Have you seen the musical? No, I haven't. Neither have I. <laughs> so makes us bad. No, I'm just like, well, I look up flights to wherever it's, when is it going to be on the West End soon? We can take a little trip. <laughs> if there's one thing we need to do, it's book more flights. flights. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think they're definitely, definitely not a cult film club movies mm-hmm. as such. Um, what else will we both pick? I think we both picked Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, fuck me up. I've like Mrs. Doubtfire when I say, when you put on this film in our house, people are like doesn't matter what they're doing it will get piss shit for every single time like everybody <laughs> loves it like I can't even Robin Williams my god that man that man featured so much in my childhood like I had a my lovely uncle every year he was kind of like a cool uncle not like a regular uncle he's like a cool <laughs> uncle because uh, he lived abroad but he would come home for Christmas every year and he would buy as our Christmas present, myself and my brother, a Disney VHS to share between us. Oh my God. So we got one a year and then ended up, of course, with like a Disney library mm-hmm. then. But Aladdin was one that he brought us and we could not stop watching it. And it's Robin Williams. It's his humor, but also his kindness and everything that he brings to that character. And I think there's lots of different films that he's in that he has that. And Mrs. Doubtfire in particular, I think her character, there is so much of Robin Williams' heart coming through that, you know, and I think it really resonated because, you know, the the parents split up. That's mm. really sad. My parents had split up. I could relate to the kids and mm-hmm. what they were going through, particularly the daughter. She was kind of like, oh, moody, withdrawn. Oh. <laughs> um, and just the thing that the, this dad loves them so much that he will move heaven and earth and do whatever he needs to do to spend time with them and also god damn it the one liners oh unbelievable oh, careful dear that pony had a lot of water <laughs> <laughs> like even like till today I will still watch that film on like a Sunday it's such a classic Sunday film and we will still like piss her knickers find like things that we didn't like see the first time around like one of my favourite lines from it is whenever they're introducing a new boyfriend it's like yeah this is new man in my life his name's Stu Stu I thought it was more of a thick soup than a name <laughs> like do you know what I mean like yeah. fucking amazing like yeah. oh my god yes yeah, like then a... the speech at the end that mrs doubtfire makes to the kids mm-hmm. that writes in and it's just like bull or like even the kind of like a oh it's like he's quite that tall and rugged and dark if you're into that kind of thing i like my men short the fat and funny <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> or short very funny or something like that just unbelievable also my mum back in the day was the spit of miss uh, sally fields Oh my goodness. The exact same outfits, exact same haircut. So in some way, I mean, Miss Doubtfire, I was just like, real hot girl. Absolutely. But Sally Field. Like, literally, mother. Literally, yeah, yeah. I was screaming out to it. Like, and we always go back to be like, mom, mom, mom. That's like cute. She's like, is that like my knee? And then she sees like pictures of Sally Fields now. She's like, I look 
better though. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not to jump around between films, but you're literally like Cher Horowitz, like, look at my mom. Wasn't she a total Betty? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Honestly. Oh my God. Um, now, some there is some criticism of Mrs. Doubtfire in the modern world mm-hmm. because it's essentially a straight man mm-hmm. cross-dressing, dressing up as a woman. And obviously, this is just my own take and my own opinion on it. But personally, I think it's done with love and care. And I don't think the butt of the joke is, haha, it's a man in a dress. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just a vehicle that is used for Robin Williams to get to spend time with his children mm-hmm. and to have this loving time and all the funny. So for me personally, what do you think about it? Like, I don't feel, have you watched it recently? And do you kind of go, oh, I don't know about that. Or do you think it's okay? Do you know, I never actually thought of it as like Robin, like in that terms of like, like man in dress. I genuinely always think about it as like a Robin Williams, like becoming this like elderly woman character. Mm. And it's this kind of like Scottish a complete like whack job like uh, that is the one that's coming in and like trying to like you know win over the family it's really like heartwarming and cute I actually never thought of it in that term yeah, where it so actually it might be offensive it is a thing that people go do you know what it's not you know but I don't know I think there's lots of there's lots of um, instances of that where it's you know a cis straight man either playing a trans person mm. or cross-dressing or whatever it is but for me I personally think that this one was done respectfully I mean Robin Williams always had a great time of being able to like balance the funny with also like the absolutely um, I know where the line is yeah. I mean anything that he's kind of been in like Champion of the Queers Birdcage for example my god okay so can we just discuss the Birdcage briefly <laughs> yes. because one of my favourite films of all time but you had not seen it but we finally got to watch it in the last couple of weeks <laughs> we did <laughs> coincidentally yeah did it After... live up to the hype Big Night Out, it absolutely is worth the hype. Yes, it is a gorgeous, stunning film. Even seeing some like the, well, I suppose we should explain if you hadn't, because I didn't know what The Birdcage was. Okay, so The Birdcage is based on a stage play called La Cajo Fall, and it's essentially Nathan Lane and Robin Williams own this nightclub in Miami called The Birdcage. And Nathan Lane's character, they are partners in it, uh, romantic partners, also business partners. Robin Williams does the business side of it. And Nathan Lane is Starina, the star of the show. Uh, Very dramatic, over the top, does the most the whole time, absolute angel. And then they have their kind of cast of misfits so there's like their friends and their lovely staff member it is my hit my Guatemalan this like so funny <laughs> that's a Hank Azaria from the Simpsons yes he didn't uh, cop where do you know the voice from there you go that makes a lot more sense now um, but I'm not going to ruin the whole plot line but it is a beautiful heartwarming story uh, I think my favourite thing about it is just the relationship between the two men it is just so normalized and the people that are opposing it are the freaks yeah they're the they're the normals they're the correct ones and then the people that have the problem with it are the like weirdos as such mm-hmm. and that's kind of at the heart of it but i love their relationship i love their love mm-hmm. i also live for the musical numbers and the one-liners <laughs> and it's just but now like connor finally understands why sometimes i go all i have to do is remember that i can always buy more toast <laughs> we're saying i cannot wear the shoes because they make me fall down <laughs> so yeah yeah it's a gorgeous film but also ron williams was absolute sweetheart if you look back at the interviews at the time as well completely deflects off anything that uh mr lane because nathan lane wasn't out at the yeah. time and robin williams fully like 
yeah. jumped in front and was like, leave him alone. Yeah, it's yeah. the sweetest. Oh, we miss him. Speaking of sweet, maybe we should get a bit saucy as well. No, Claire, when I say it, this is on every um, queer and straight person's um, movie Let's Con Devil Wars Prada. Tell me, this film does not scream to um, I'm going to base my entire personality. Florals in spring. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Oh my God. And do you know what I love, right? That this film, when it came out, everybody was obviously instantly on board, like Meryl Streep, absolute icon. Mm. But I kind of feel when this film first came out, everyone was kind of, you know, the stupid boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe she's missed his birthday. But then as the years went on and the film endured, I feel like the people caught on to themselves. They were like, that little waste of space. Who <laughs> thinks just because he like made her a toasty, he can dictate her career trajectory? Get in the absolute bin, you louser. Literally. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I think that was like a big one for, this reminds me of whenever like the mum's kind of boot clubs turn into films and everybody was gagged over them. Do you know mm-hmm. that kind of way? If I remember seeing all of the books lined up in like Easton's and then everybody like chatting away to it, like walking across like, you know, same side mum's bedside table to have worse Prada and then next thing, coming to a cinema was now Anne Hathaway Meryl Streep Emily Blunt it was like sorry and Stanley Tucci in it as well oh come on Jesus and like there's just so many things to gag over there's the one liners there's Meryl Streep's withering stares and yeah. their put downs uh, there's the, the clothes mama are, the clothes are those the Chanel boots <laughs> yes they are um, the fact that like this, the storyline is so over the top and so ridiculous um, Anne Hathaway's fringe should have got an Oscar honestly like, honestly there's just I love it and I but I do love that we, we watched it when it came out we were looking at it through one kind of lens and now when we watch it it's through a different lens mm-hmm. and we can have total different opinions of the characters but also still gag over the one-liners honestly yeah then we brushed each other's hair and gagged about American Idol like honestly <laughs> like yo did she say what kind of skirts amazing also first time I got introduced to and I always relate this as well with we should maybe do a press up podcast on like the uh, music for movies but suddenly I see suddenly I see this is what I want to be suddenly I see I... is that Casey in Sunshine nope no, it's um um it's uh what's her name I want to not girl, Sarah Bareilles. Girl, girl. We're gonna have to look it up. It's not KD Lang. It's not KC in the Sunshine Band. <laughs> the girls are like sh- shouting at us right now. So. <laughs> Katie Tunstall. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> this is a complete side note, but you want to hear my weird story about this song? Please. So. Back in, I want to say 2007, 2008, I decided I was going to get laser eye surgery because mm-hmm. I had a big breakup and uh, I didn't need the girls done. So I was like, <laughs> I want to do something drastic. So I went in for my laser eye surgery and the radio was playing. It was 98 FM playing <gasps> in the background. So you're lying down in the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they give you a like a, a volume to take the night before, another one to take that morning. So I'm like pretty chill. Um, And they kind of do like, they kind of, uh, put like a clamp thing to keep your eye open so you can't blink uh-huh. and they're kind of saying to me okay it's really important now that um, you just stay perfectly still because you know the laser is going to be coming out your eye and they have to like you know make a little incision and stuff mm. Um, literally they start putting the thing on my eye and I hear boom 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 hey she's a beautiful girl she's a beautiful girl and I was like are you actually fucking kidding me right and the laser is coming at my face 
and I can see it because he looks straight ahead and it's going, the laser is burning into my eye and Katie Tunstall is in the background going, suddenly I see, suddenly I see, this is what I want to be. And all this going through my head is like, do not move, do not move, do not move. You will be blind if you move. So anyway, the whole thing is finished or whatever. They turn off the laser, like, okay, and you can move. And um, I just went, I'm sorry, did everyone else hear that? And they were like, Yes, we did. <laughs> I, was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I cannot say. I was like, I was afraid of being blinded. So I just didn't laugh or move my head. They were like, yeah, we were trying not to laugh as well. <laughs> so whenever I hear that song, I see on Hathaway, you see lasers. Literally. <laughs> Big hot girl energy. So Connor, we've agreed on some films mm-hmm. that we think we couldn't possibly do without mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have I suppose kind of made friends like I definitely made friends with people in school through like clueless quotes and Devil Wears Prada and all that kind of thing it's like a common thing to bond over yeah hot girls meeting hot girls well, this is it and I think that we should now recommend some hot girl movies that we have based our entire personalities around <laughs> that are different <laughs> from each other. So do you want to talk us through a couple of the movies that pretty much shaped your personality? You can give a couple of quotes from each and talk about why you love them. Yes, I absolutely can do that. Now, I just realised I have three films here that I feel like for some reason have very much informed my um, quote lexicon, my dictionary of film kind of jargon from... and. For some reason, there is kind of a theme of <laughs> campy cartoon um, and just, like, absurdity What's in it. your whole vibe? <laughs> Honestly, when yeah. I kind of just lock into it. Um, but yeah, my three films that I have on here are, number one, Adam's Family Values. Ugh. Gorgeous. Number two, Shrek. Now, it can be the first one in the trilogy, or, or not the trilogy, like the monopoly of them, or just like the first and second one really mainly were the big quotes ones. And my third one was, <laughs> I don't know if many people have actually seen this um, Razzie winning um, beautiful thing. Uh, it's Cat in the Hat <laughs> starring Michael... <laughs> Why is everyone saying Michael Williams? <laughs> Mike Myers. Yeah, um, and Family Values. When this is put on my house, this very much reminds me of us going on holidays and our family would have um, slapped on uh, these like kind of portable DVD players mm-hmm. in the back of the car because um, apparently children couldn't entertain ourselves. Um, but my God, the more that I watch this film, the more that I realise, you know, I've done my like little, like in A-level, I did like little film studies and stuff like this. I based uh, my dark comedy film where um, I like, killed my fiance in it um based on Adam family values where it's like the the black widow comes comes in and like basically tries to steal all the money and all the like crazy people in the background but one of my favorite things at night claire correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure i tried to explain this to you and it became a whole thing where it was like a debbie everything i can excuse the murder the arson i mean god even the like i don't know extortion yeah. But really, Debbie, pastels. pastels. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Where so do much. you find these Adams men? It has to be dark and damp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a wonderful film. Yeah, so you're yeah. picking values over the original. Oh, Just because fully. of the pastel quote? Or oh, no, no, no. Because everything. I think it's camper. They go to camp and everything. Well, it's camper because they go to camp as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, oh my God. Help, help, I'm drowning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't swim. I'll be the victim. All, All your, your life. 
like, oh my God, the Adams, honestly, nail on the bloody head for that, like, perfect, like, summation of what um, our, my family humour, I think, was growing up. Also, Shrek, I mean, come on, who did not grow up with this film? Like, if you were born, like, anywhere um, up to, I suppose, like, the late 90s, early 90s, this basically informed all of our lexicons, like... That'll do, donkey. That'll do. Oh, donkey. <laughs> but then also, it's, it's again, it's the story of, like, overcoming adversary, being outsiders, finding your people out in the wild, and, yeah. you know, also, and it's goddamn hilarious. Also, do you want to know my favourite fucking fact about it? So, um, the people at Pixar, was it Pixar? No, DreamWorks. So, yeah. people left Pixar and went to DreamWorks, basically, but they were like, kind of given this project as, like, a, oh, you guys are shit, you just work on this own little, this other little film, whatever, like this. Um, because so many of their ideas just got like turned down where they're like this can't be like marketed whatever like this they decided to make this kind of film by like an ogre that would save a princess and all like the weird things with all like the random like nods to other movies as like a haha whatever we don't give a shit we're just gonna go ham at this and isn't it like the, one of like the most successful fucking like film series of all time? Oh like it's not just like little like stamp it to the man, and be like, yeah, we made fucking ogres cool. You see, when the eye is taken off you and you have the creative freedom to just do whatever the hell you want, that's where the magic happens. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now my very last one is Cat in the Hat. Um, this film is. Just fucking weird, Claire. I'm is not going to lie to you. Yes, yeah, it okay. is where everybody is like in Suzville and they all like have those weird kind of noses. But basically, I don't know why all the time I will go like, dirty ho. I'm sorry, baby. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought you were just shouting randomly at me. I didn't realize that was for a film. So now I know. Yeah. And honestly, there's just so many gorgeous numbers in it like um i just like you want to have fun 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 oh you gotta have no means nothing to you i will i think we're just gonna have to like have a big old movie marathon honestly yeah, yeah. but those would be my top three and family value shrek and cat in the hat very good hot girls coming through what about you claire my first choice is fit or fat. Ooh, what? <laughs> no, it's a clueless quote. <laughs> Mine is men are from Mars, women are from Venus. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Now yes, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got back um, to her. So I have uh, also picked three films that I really feel shaped my personality. And mm-hmm. um, the first one, not necessarily for the quotes, but just for where I was in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's a... I mean, obviously, love one of my favorite genres is the dance movie. Mm-hmm. So we're talking fame, we're talking flash dance. Mm. Not so much Saved the Last Dance, kind of aged horribly. Um, but <laughs> a, lots of you know, I just love a good dance movie. Like the the objectively shitter camper, the better. But when I was in dance college mm-hmm. and I was living with my best friend, and we were just like two just closeted, like just little two just straight friends <laughs> hanging out together who really enjoyed musical theater. And and ice skating and pointing our toes and leaping. Um, so, actually, what film is that from? It's like, all I know how to do is point my toes and leap. Oh, that's a chorus line. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's another big one. But I could only pick three. So, um, yeah, Centre Stage. So, it is a dance movie. Came out, I think, roughly around the year 2000. I actually found it in an extra vision. We were, like, obviously very poor because we were just going to point our toes and leap. And I didn't have a lot of money. But we were in extra vision one night. And it was on the for sale, previously owned rack mm. for a fiver and I was like oh my god is this a film about ballet I'm going to buy it and let me tell you um, 
It is the story. It's of the American School of Ballet and they're all first years and they're all coming to terms with different things. And I think it just clicked with us so, like one of the characters, Eric, comes in and he's so flamboyant. He's like, my stage name is Eric O. Jones after Oprah. She is my idol. And then Eva, who's like the sassy one, who's like, doesn't really want to be there, but she's an amazing dancer. She's like, Eva Rodriguez after no one. And Eric's like, oh, an individual. I like it. And we're like, ha. <laughs> look at them and they're like there's a oh honestly it's just one of those I really I really identified with the central character because she's like um, she doesn't have the right technique but she has the heart and she wants to blah 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 and there's all of these things so this is the scene that I showed you with where they bring the motorbike on stage oh my god it's yeah it's so camp and so over the top and the soundtrack is amazing it's got everything from Jamarquai to Casey and Jojo and um I highly, highly recommend it if you are a big gay or have ever gone to a dance class or uh, just enjoy, as one of the characters said, I do ballet because it has nothing to do with the people. Give me tiaras and boys in tights any day. So that is my recommendation number one. Oh my God, add it to the list. Woo! Yeah. Strictly Ballroom, another one of the great... um, dance movies that gave us the iconic line Pam Short's broken both her legs and I want to dance with you um, so it is set um, much like Muriel's wedding um, in a kind of small town in Australia mm-hmm. and there's like you know the jazzy kind of dance school sort of like giving the Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> character in Hairspray and then there's the outsider and she really wants to be part of it and it's just this whole story unfolding but basically these people from these very disparate communities come together and the two main characters like find love um through a mutual love of dance mm-hmm. essentially and um yeah you know tension and then hilarity and then all these things on you and then at the end is i don't i, I kind of don't even want to tell you anything about the plot i just want you to know that it's it's just it's it's a beautiful heartwarming film and they have a basso doble and you should definitely watch it <laughs> i love that like <laughs> Every time that you're like, yeah, so business film is about not said or trying to make it in the big city or like trying to like adapt. Like there's <laughs> every so many of these films are just about these like big personalities trying to make it in like the talent of like the dance sphere. And it's oh. so, <laughs> it's so good. Like a, da- like a dance movie would have to be incredibly offensive and poor for me to not laugh it up like a little cat. <laughs> Come on. Started pointing my toes and leaping when I was three. Like, you know, it's in my blood. Um, and then the final one. Um... Sorry, I'm just thinking of like, and all I needed was like a grown man dressed up as a cat. And then I was like, sold. <laughs> I mean, kitty cat purr. <laughs> and then the final one I want to recommend. Now, this is definitely one for anybody of a certain age uh, will know all about mm-hmm. the magic of this film. Labyrinth. Are you familiar? I'm familiar, but you know what? I never fully watched it because it freaked me out, Claire. What a fucking dream team. Jim Henson mm-hmm. of the Muppets fame. Come the, on. The, the creator, the mother of our idol, Miss Piggy. Ernie. David Bowie starring. <laughs> and it is a story of uh, a bratty older sister who's forced to look after her younger sister. And basically she wishes the way that he would be spirited away and... She goes through a labyrinth. She grows up. She grows into herself. She learns lessons. She um, makes some friends along the way. There's sort of like a Dorothy, Wizard of Oz, mm. Yellow Brick Road kind of a vibe to it. But most of all, apart from all the incredible Muppet-style characters, mm. apart from all the incredible one-liners, the beautiful di- dialogue, 
It has David Bowie singing. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do you do? Remind me of the babe. I saw my baby. Like Magic Dance by David Bowie. David Bowie, who is one of the most iconic um, musicians of all time, mm-hmm. who had all of these incredible albums, all of these incredible songs and lyrics. I will fight anyone. Magic Dance is a top 10 David Bowie song I adore it I love the bones of that song and Aww. I just think he is so utterly charming in that film and it's still one of my favourite comfort watches to this day love 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 oh my oh my so what have we learned today that there seems to be a theme towards a, a theme running through the films that we are drawn to you really like cartoons I like and like campy, funny guys campy yeah. cartoons funny lines and silly people yeah it's just if it's one liners and also yeah I feel like you very much go down the route of if like dancing a, singing dancing singing and also uh, female characters that I got something to discover oh my god <gasps> You're dead right. I never noticed that. Not that it's queer coding throughout every single film that you There love. is queer coding through every single film that we both picked in fairness to us. No, mine's are... <laughs> is there queer coding in Cat in the Hat? Well, I haven't Shrek. seen it, so I don't know. In Shrek, yeah, they're the outsiders. Oh, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Sad and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, <laughs> this keeps... Not us, but... This is, you keep saying these things to me and I keep having these like <gasps> moments. What else did you say to me recently? Oh my God. We were comparing like policemen's oh, yes. like outfits and stuff like this. And I was like, oh, the policemen like abroad. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I mean, just their like whole outfit and everything. There's just like way more tailored. Oh, and I was like, yeah, not me talking about like the men and you talking about like the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> this is definitely not a cult. So Connor, what was your homework last week and did you achieve it? <laughs> well, Claire. I'm so glad you asked. My homework last week was to get prepped and ready for a hot girl summer by exercising, rejuvenating, tying up that wardrobe and basically just getting into the hippity-dippity of the summer anthems. Um, That made no sense, but... uh, Did you do it? Basically, kind of. You've been busy. Yeah, kind of busy, but uh, I... Did get out. I've been out and about. Literally went from in one day. It went for sea swims a few mm-hmm. to up big coastal walks around Port Marnock down to bloody Hove. Um, it was giving big, long, sunny evening vibes. Oh, I've been fine. getting back into the exercise and fucking love now where I am. Um, doing gorgeous long walks like up to the Grand Canal. Um. I am very much getting back into my like fitness, healthy, cooking things and clear skin vibes. Yeah, I I think I'm actually doing quite well for this week. Okay, I love that for you. Now, I haven't been doing very well in terms of my attempt to rejig my wardrobe and uh Well, this is a new shirt, new yeah. to the you know, lexicon of Connor's shirts. I haven't seen this before. Well, no, she exists quite a lot now. But I mean, more to the fact that like um with uh well, do you know what? Maybe this is just like my uh Jeans just are going, hey, it's time for summer. Let me just rip each other apart. These uh, jeans need go. to be shorts now. Maybe just it's just organically shorts. happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Claire? What was your homework last week and did you do it? If I recall correctly, was my homework to start getting the 
boat ready for the first big trip of the summer? Yes, you were to get the literal house boots down. Get 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 the literal house in order. Now, I've been traveling for gigs and stuff quite a bit this week. Um, I would say not so much that I started getting in an order, but more that I started pulling a thread and things started unraveling. <laughs> um, so I need to uh, purchase and fit a new water pump because the old one just gurgled its last <laughs> the other night. Um, so, well, this morning I think it gave its last little stutters when I was trying to brush my teeth. Um, so yeah, that's but that's it's something that you know it's a, I've done it before uh, on a previous project. I can do it again. Um, so yeah, we'll um continue on with that. I mean, I did get home last night, haven't been away for a few nights down in Cork, and went. Oh, she's looking lovely. Aww. So I think yeah, I have been kind of doing it, and I did like a bit of a wardrobe clear out, and yeah, I would say that it's like it's it's happening. I'm happy that I started the process. I will say you're doing what you've been doing best, and you're working in chunks. I've been doing the chunks. Look, yeah. Colin has been getting his little revamp done up. He's ready to go zooming all over over this show. It's just a boat now. It's that time to like yeah, get your uh the um your river wench. <laughs> So we decided officially that in the morning before I have my coffee and before I've woken up, I'm a canal hag. Canal hag. Hissing out the door at the the ducks. And then when uh, when I'm feeling good and I'm alive and I'm awake and I've had my shower, I'm, what did you call me, a river wench? I like that. It sounds kind of buxom and, you know, ready to... Have a good adventure. But that's what I mean. You're just coming into her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So exactly. we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly... Um, I, it, 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 boats are never finished. So it, uh, it's something that um, I started doing and will continue to do, shall mm-hmm. we say. So, Connor, what is one thing you're going to do this week to embody, yaddy, yaddy, the hot girl energy? Well, I hope to keep up my real hot girl summer prep, but also... We need to buy our bloody flights. Oh, We've been doing so good for everything we else. Them. We just haven't bought them yet. <laughs> Cut deals. 12 o'clock at night after spending an hour going, oh, will we do this one? We'll do that one. All we need to do is book the flights. And that is one thing on our list that if we do, we will complete our homework, tick, book off, boots the house down diva. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to be my one bit of homework because everything else is basically like I can continue on with them, can continue like just doing my best. But that will be my one bit of homework is that we buy our goddamn flights. I've bought flights to another country in the time that we've been talking about bigger I know, flights. I know, I know. We'll get it done. We're almost there. And what about you, Claire? What is one thing you're going to do to embody Oli Oli, the hot girl energy? Well, my friends, week? a little bit similar to yourself. Um, I was staying down in Cork in the Dean Hotel um, mm-hmm. the other night and it's beautiful and they have a lovely spa down there and above the pool there is a couple of <laughs> Olympic rings. Nail. So obviously... Couldn't have a go on them because I couldn't get my hair wet before the event. But the next morning, down I went, up on the rings. And let me tell you, this former aerialist no longer has the core strength to straddle back on an aerial apparatus. Heard that one I, before. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to even tuck into a ball. I tried to pike back. I tried to straddle back. I tried to do like a straight pen. I could not invert. And so my... My tail between my legs. I am going back to the gym. I haven't been in multiple weeks. It's something that makes me healthy, happy, Mm. love doing it. I have no excuse. It's right beside work. Pop in, do a little half hour class on lunch break. End up delighted with myself. I just, you know, when you fall out of the habit of something and you forget it even exists. Absolutely. Now, you did say this to me last last week night as well. Were, um, yes, 
good to do it but you know we also have to understand that we are just fabulous gorgeous people all busy and booked yeah. up all over but show but I really want and to do yeah, it this yeah, yeah, yeah but don't put the pressure on it find the time make the time but make it work for you now Connor, not to throw this at you without oh, consulting fuck. first but I would like to incorporate something mm-hmm. new into the podcast and that is one mini bite-sized piece of homework for the hot girls <gasps> go on so just a small little thing something that takes less than 15 minutes mm-hmm. so here is what we are going to do for the hot girls in training that are listening. One thing that we would like you to do this week to embody adi, adi, the hot girl energy is I want you to go to the bathroom and I want you to take a good, honest look at your toothbrush. <laughs> How long has your toothbrush been sitting there? Oh my God. Is it weeks? Oh is it God. months? It's okay. We're not going to tell anybody. But if your toothbrush is looking a little bit fluffy. It's looking a little bit worse for wear. Would you not just go down and spend two ninety nine on a new one and have just happier gnashers for yourself? That is one little bit of self-care that you can do for yourself. Oh my God. Check your toothbrush. Yeah, if ho- it's looking crusty, just get a new one for yourselves. Hot girls have good hygiene. That's what it's all about. good hygiene. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Oh my God. Just trying to just, just a small little thing and you will feel so smug and victorious after you do that for yourself. So mwah, you're welcome. Well, Claire, if anybody has any thoughts and feelings about that current homework or would like to give us other homework in the meantime, uh-huh. where can they find us? They can find us at Real Hot Girl Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, I uploaded. We started, we started using the TikTok, my friends. It's very exciting. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it. We'll that go and it. We go outside and... Well, we're not going to plan watching any movies because it's bloody gorgeous out. I think we're just going to go out and let get the last of that vitamin D. D? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I say so. Good. Okay, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the pod, please just smash that five-star rating button. Um, you can leave us a review if you're feeling nasty. And mm. don't forget to tell um, everybody that you encounter how much you love the pod and make them listen to it. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Till next time. Stay, stay hot, hot, girls. girls.